there are states enumerated sales tax on physical goods. And that's what we understand, right? If you buy a widget, you're going to most likely have to pay sales tax on it. There are rare exceptions. Like you said, clothing in your state is not taxable, but in many states it is. So, but we understand that, okay, if I buy something tangible and something that I could touch or feel, it's most likely going to have a sales tax associated. Ending Small Business Failure. Welcome to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with the number one small business expert, Melinda Emerson. Melinda's goal is to end small business failure, and she'll give you the information you need to succeed and live the life you dream of. Now, here's your host, the Small Biz Chat Lady herself, Melinda Emerson. Are you ready to shine on a national stage? Your journey to national acclaim begins at Brand Into Man Live in Philadelphia this September 21st to the 23rd. Don't miss your chance to transform your brand and skyrocket your business. Register today. Welcome back to the Small Biz Chat Podcast. Now it's time to talk about the money. Not the money you make, but the money that you might owe to your state. My next guest is Chanel Christoph Davis, and she is going to be talking to us about what we need to know about sales taxes. Now, this isn't sexy, but it is absolutely necessary because more and more small businesses are getting in trouble because they don't understand what their obligation is to their state. So let me formally introduce Chanel. She is a tax expert with over 20 years of experience in business operations. Chanel is the founding partner and CEO of Davis, Davis and Harmon LLC, an award-winning sales tax, award-winning firm of sales tax experts known as DDH. Established in 2001, DDH is the largest woman and minority-owned sales tax advisory practice in the nation. DDH services corporations by delivering innovative tax solutions that return money to their clients' bottom line. Ms. Davis has so much experience in managing client relations and the day-to-day management decisions of her firm. For more information, go to ddhtax.com. Chanel, welcome to the Small Biz Chat Podcast. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I'm always happy to talk about tax. <laughs> all right. Well, first of all, I want to know what made you become an accountant? And then how did you turn that into an entrepreneurial venture? It's a really good story. So I was the kid that was always the super nerdy math person. I was always in some type of a math program, advanced math classes, math leaps. I was that kid. I just love numbers from day one. I love relationships of numbers, how they operate and they relate to each other. I was just I was born this way. Numbers make sense to me. And it's funny because growing up, I always excelled in math. But then in high school, you kind of lose that knowledge. and You kind of focus on other things. And then when I went to college, I, I majored in business. I was in the College of Business, took my first intro to accounting class and made 100 on every test out the gate. And then I was like, oh, this is a thing. So that's how it happened. So how did you end up starting your firm? So... You know, I always had a passion for entrepreneurship and leadership. 
Even in college, I started the student chapter of the National Association of Black Accountants on my college campus. So I was always seeking opportunities to flex my leadership muscles. So when I graduated from college, I went to Pricewaterhouse, which became PricewaterhouseCoopers, their big four accounting firm and consulting practice. And my goal then was to be the first African-American partner in the Dallas office. That didn't happen. However, I did start my own <laughs> my own firm and became a partner. So we just ventured, my, my founding partner and I, we ventured towards sales tax and, you know, basically uh, responded to RP for consultants. And we won the first project and never looked back. Love it. Love it. So um, that's how you sort of niched into sales taxes was from an RFP, somebody said. So a government, a government for the state of Texas, it was an RFP, and we, we put together our first proposal and submitted our qualifications, and we won it. Love it. So tell me, why are the laws on sales taxes? I mean, sales taxes are one of those things that do you, do you charge? Do you not charge? Does it depend on what you sell? Does it depend on how much the thing is that you sell? Because, for example, there are, is no sales tax on clothes in Pennsylvania unless you buy something luxury. You buy something over $350, $400, you will pay taxes on it. Or you buy a jacket or, you know, like a leather jacket or something like that that's, that's expensive, you will pay taxes on it. And they call that a luxury tax. And I'm like, is that random? Is it like certain stores get to charge that? Like, what what is all of that? So let me break it down very simply. So in the United States, because we like to make things complicated, <laughs> there are 50 states in the union. However, there are 45 states that have an enumerated sales tax on the on the books. So these are on the state constitution is is written into the laws of the state. So depending on what state you're you're based in or you're operating in your state may or may not have a sales tax law. So Alaska, New Hampshire, Oregon, I'm trying to think of all of them. There's a Delaware. Delaware. They don't have a numer enumerated state sales tax law, but the you know, District of Columbia does. Alaska doesn't have a state sales tax law, but the local municipalities and counties all have their own sales tax laws. So every county has their own. So it gets even more complicated and layer as we get deeper into it. So, but what you need to know as a business owner is it's not about where you're located. It's where you're actually doing business. So for example, if I'm in the state of Texas, but my customers are in California, I may have a responsibility to California. So it's all based on benefit location. So Pennsylvania, you know, where you are, uh, Philadelphia, excuse me, they don't tax clothing, but in Texas, we do. Every state has different laws on the books. It's all based on the state's legislature and what they deem a priority. But what's consistent is if you are operating in states where sales tax is a law, states take it very seriously. They use the revenue from those collections to fund everything in the state. Education, infrastructure, bridges and roads are built with sales tax money. Medicaid, all that is used, the money we, they collect is used to fund the state's business. So they take it very seriously and they're very aggressive. So is it different whether you sell things that are physical products versus electronic products like on the internet? Great question. So that's also based on the state and where you're selling. So 
So there are states enumerated sales tax on physical goods. And that's what we understand, right? If you buy a widget, you're going to most likely have to pay sales tax on it. There are rare exceptions. Like you said, clothing in your state is not taxable, but in many states it is. So, but we understand that, okay, if I buy something tangible and something that I could touch or feel, it's most likely going to have a sales tax associated. However, I'm going to stack on top of that some states tax services. So in my state, landscaping services is taxable. Janitorial services is taxable. If you build websites in the state of Texas, that is taxable. So just because you have a service, don't fall into the thought process that I don't have to charge sales tax. I can give you one that you guys interact with all the time. QuickBooks is a taxable service. Dropbox is a taxable service. Netflix is a taxable service. So if you're streaming movies, it's taxable in many, many, many states. Wow. So how do you determine, I guess, is it really that you just really need to be talking to your accountant about what you should be doing? Well, that's a great question too. So many CPAs don't specialize in this expertise. CPAs are represent the 99% of what the public thinks about when you think about a tax advisor. You think about a CPA, a person that can help you file your income taxes. That is different. We are the unicorn. We're the 1%. We don't operate at all where income tax is concerned. We only focus on transaction tax, meaning if you have a transaction and you're transacting business in the state, that falls under the realm of sales tax, sales and use tax. Use tax is different from sales tax. Sales tax is I'm selling something, I have to charge you sales tax on it. Use tax is the business inputs I use or the transactions that I, I conduct within my business. I'm using these items to run my business. So I'm buying computers, I'm buying desks, I'm buying whatever I need to use to do run my business. That's considered a use tax. So there's sales tax and use tax. So those are different, but that's totally different from federal income tax, which is where CPAs reside. We are sales tax advisors. It's a totally different set of laws. Wow. I, I think you just made my head hurt with all of that. So so help me understand, what are some basic rules, like just some basic rules of thumb that people just need to keep in mind? So keep in mind one or two things. If you're operating in any state in the union, but you your business is transacting business in multiple states, you should be aware of what you're doing, how you're showing up in those states, and you can cause or trigger a taxable transaction a number of ways. One category is physical presence, meaning I'm physically located in the state. I have a brick and mortar. I have a distribution center. I may be sending my trucks into a state to deliver goods and services. I may be traveling back and forth into that state to do trade shows, right? I'm physically visiting a state to drum up business and to sell. That's physical presence. That can trigger sales tax. Then there's a separate category called economic nexus. Economic nexus means that I may not be physically going into a state. However, I'm shipping goods into that state or I'm streaming via the net, you know, I'll keep naming names, but I may be streaming movies and, and music in that state. 
So I'm not physically there, but I'm selling into that state. The way the state sees it is if you are deriving revenue from my citizens, you may have a responsibility. You don't have to ever show up. You don't have to ever cross the state line. But if you are actually deriving revenue from my citizens, you may have responsibility to collect sales tax in my state. So that is very tricky because if you operate in Oregon, which does not have a sales tax, you may be based there physically, but I'm selling next door to another state that has a sales tax. You probably owe sales tax to the neighboring state. So you have to be aware of what you're doing and where you're doing it. So do an analysis, look at your revenue generated by state, and then determine whether or not you need help. Now, is this a huge issue for small businesses? Like are small businesses getting in trouble with with state legislatures around this? It's a huge issue. This is a, a recent Supreme Court case in 2018. It was Wayfair versus South Dakota that made internet sales transactions taxable before 2018. You didn't have to worry about, you know, economic nexus. It wasn't an issue. But the Supreme, Supreme Court agreed with South Dakota, and that changed the whole entire landscape. So now, yes, you can be an Amazon seller. You could be doing fulfillment by Amazon. You could be a small, in your mind, small business, but you're, you're actually transacting business all over the country via Amazon. You have to be aware of how much revenue you're generating in every state. And there are triggers. Some states, it could be $100,000 in sales that tips you over. Some states, it could be $50,000 in sales that tips you over. Some states, it's $0, but how many transactions? 200 transactions tips you over. So it, it varies by state, but you need to be, I guess, aware that this is even a concern because I like to tell potential clients that ignorance is not a defense. If you ever get caught by a state taxing authority, they don't care that you didn't know. They don't care. They, what they want to say, what they're going to tell you is you should have known. All right, Chanel, what is the best business advice you have ever been given? I think the best business advice I, I wish I had been given, but I never was given, was to not, not isolate myself as an entrepreneur, that I should build community early. And I didn't do that. I've been in business for 22 years. And I wish that I would have built, you know, joined things like Goldman Sachs, 10,000 small businesses. It didn't exist then. But the point I'm trying to make is chambers of commerce, you know, whatever it is, find other like-minded people like yourself. Don't isolate yourself because we can be very siloed as entrepreneurs. And when you leave outside of your office and look around, there's a wealth of knowledge around you. But you have to just extend yourself and meet people who are like-minded. Thank you so much. You have really given us lots of helpful information. And I'm going to always remember ignorance is not a defense. So I understand exactly what you're saying. I'm Melinda Emerson, small biz lady, America's number one small business expert. And I will leave you with this last thought. You never lose in business. Either you win or you learn. God bless everybody. Are you ready to shine on a national stage? Your journey to national acclaim begins at Brand Into Man Live in Philadelphia this September 21st to the 23rd. Don't miss your chance to transform your brand and skyrocket your business. Register today. Thanks for listening to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with Melinda Emerson. 
Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and join us next Wednesday for more fantastic information and interviews. You can find more sources and small business success strategies by visiting Melinda's website, succeedasyourownboss.com. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next week.